everybody. We're back. Sort of. <laughs> uh, we're talking music today. Because why not? We find a lot of us, we, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of opinions on music, but we don't really get a chance to talk about them on, on the on the eBasement Super Show. Uh, so we're just talking music today. Uh, this is Brendan. We're here with Austin and Ryan. Hi. Hello. We're at Ryan's house. Yeah. Yeah. So you can notice that you Ryan, can... you have a beautiful home. Thank you. Thank beautiful. you. It's very tiny. I can't wait to steal shit. <laughs> uh, you can... Uh, I mean more shit, of course. Well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I find your fingerprints all over the place. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's got his own house, but it, even his own house has kind of like a man cave, which is... I, I, my, I, my whole house. I, is I, dare, I dare not use that term because that's it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, yeah. To like this is my this is where you go down to be a man. Yeah. No, that's my whole fucking place. But he's got like a you got a room to, to the side where you can just play drums. Yeah. Which is pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do it because I have neighbors and that sucks. But like, <laughs> yeah, I do it sometimes. <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> but I do it. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's like you know I hate being that guy. Like I'll play my music really loud because I can if I get a. I can just oh, okay. Well, well, we'll dial that down a little bit. There's no volume on an acoustic drum kit. Can you put, <laughs> can you put like the noise suppression shit like so, over the walls? It's it's easy to control sound, but you can't like soundproof a room unless you completely reconstruct it and uh, spend like tens of thousands of dollars. So if you just put that sound absorption shit, whatever that's called. Yeah, it's not it like the sound work. doesn't just go in, doesn't like look around and go, okay, I'll go into that because he doesn't want well, me to leave. Well, if you cover the all, like every, like every wall with it. Every wall, Like yeah. at the basement. It'll, it'll sound better. Like you'll hear less of it out, out here. Like you, you'll, it, it'll control like overtones and stuff, but it won't, uh, it's, it's not going to be like, oh, well, I shut the basement door and I don't hear anything now, hmm. okay. which sucks. Cause that, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I would like, but I've actually, because of that, I've thinking, been thinking about buying an electric drum kit. Yeah. You were saying. Yeah. So Do who it. knows? We'll see. You know, Do it right fucking now. Yeah. Fuck this. Hang Let's on. go get one. Hang on. All right. Uh, that's uh, what uh, we do. Uh, open up the Sweetwater app and uh, you guys can talk. <laughs> yeah, stupid me. Uh, like, because I, I, like, I was telling you guys, I recently bought another guitar because yes. I was like, just get another. And but the irony is that like the room I played in is like right below, like my my wife and my like uh, the master bedroom, mm. which is also where like our three month old is sleeping. Yeah, and half the time where our th- almost three year old is sleeping. <laughs> so like I can't really and like. The only other time is like, when am I going to play during the day when like she's like trying to deal with both of them at the same time? So yeah. like the only time I can play is like they're going to sleep and I'm like oh, I'll go downstairs and play. Yeah. So like I can either set up with the amp and the this and then put on headphones and do whatever, which I occasionally do. Mm. But like ninety percent of the time, I'm literally playing a an electric guitar with no amp. I'm just playing it effectively acoustically. Yeah. yeah. It's still fine. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm in the same way where like a little bit like. I wish I like. I wish our basement was like more suitable for like something yeah. other than just like um, sending out traps for rat for <laughs> mice to die, uh, which seems to be its main function at this point. It's just like it's just a rat uh, tomb like uh, cemetery. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Well, what kind of guitar did you buy? Well, let's talk about it. We're talking about music. Well, <laughs> so um, I, I I kind of rekindled my love for uh, guitar. Um, I'd say probably towards the end of last year. And I was like, I think I, so I still had my, a guitar that I had when I was in high school. It was like probably like $200 at the time. But nowadays with like Chinese manufacturing, I'm sure you probably buy it for like, it's like one of those $99 squires effectively, Ugh. but it was like a strat style. Hmm. Um, so then I was, but like throughout my whole life, I was always like a Nirvana 
and then a Green Day fan. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. to me at the time, I didn't really know the difference between like a single coil and a humbucker. So yeah. to me, it was just like the Fender Stratocaster is the greatest guitar ever. Yeah. So I've always, there's always something I held in like my soul is like that's a guitar I want someday. Like when I've made it. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so the first one I got in back in February, um, cause my old one, the, it was, it just sounds so shitty. It gets out of tune so quickly. Uh, so I got, was a, uh, Fender Stratocaster, um, uh, like white on white with like, a fuck was it? Um, uh, it's the really, the, the neck is like, uh, the, the like the whitish, per, like the, the light color. Fuck what? I'm trying, I can't even, I'm blanking with the name. Cream? No, not the color, <laughs> the kind of wood. Semen. <laughs> yes, I, I, it's Maplewood. Maple, that's maple, it. Yeah, yeah, so it was like yeah. a maple neck. So it's like all like light white. It, yeah, like, it looked pretty badass. So I'm like, okay, that's the one. And then I started playing that. And as I started playing that, like I, I really got to understand like guitars better. And as I'm like playing it, like single coil, especially a strat, sounds like so unique. Mm. So if you're playing a song that's supposed to be a strat song, it like it's you can't replicate it. Yeah. But then if you're trying to play like 90 percent of other songs that are just played on like normal huh. like double like humbucker style ones i'm like it just doesn't sound like it. like anytime i'm trying to strum a chord i hear every single string and i'm like it just it doesn't sound right and i'm like fuck um when i went to go get that guitar there's a, a friend from work whoever was like i told him he was like he's real into music too and he was like this is the different style whatever and he was like kind of like mm. coach me i'm like this is the one you want to get mm. and so when he went with he actually went with me he's like i'll go with you whatever and so i was playing a bunch of different ones there i played an sg and stuff like and the, but I played in Epiphone Les Paul, which actually has something called coil tapping, mm. which is fucking badass because you can just pop the the little pot where the volume mm-hmm. pot up and down, okay. and it cuts off one of the coils, so you can basically play single coil or pop it in, and it's humbucker. Huh. And in my like the rational part of my brain is I should get this because it can play both, mm. but like I was still like I've always wanted the Fender, and I th- always <laughs> thought I'm like I'm just gonna get the one guitar, I'm not gonna do nuts. But then as I'm playing, I'm like, fuck, I should have got the tempo phone. I'm like, well, I'm not bringing this back. I'm like, I'll just get two. So, <laughs> so yeah, there was this blue uh, one and yeah, and timing it perfectly. It was like some crazy deal in like June with like their 10th anniversary. Nice. And I ended up getting like a, basically a $550 guitar for like 430 and like a, effectively I got a case for free. Yeah. It was like, a, it was a really nuts. So I got that. So I have now two guitars and they sit up on my wall and it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So but I've been playing, I found it, I've been playing the, the Les Paul a lot more lately just because you can sort of, it's a lot more versatile, mm-hmm. but they're, but it's so, it's like a lot more heavy than like, it's really bizarre because yeah. you think of like electric guitars usually aren't that heavy. Yeah. That's really because the fenders are so thin and light. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really yeah. a different, that's like probably all also. I know about guitars is like, Oh yeah, this wood is heavier than this. wood. <laughs> I also think so. that the, uh, the necks on Les Pauls are wider than, than Stratocasters, I believe. So yeah, the actual, like, I think the, there's like, a the C shaped neck and the D shaped neck, as they call it. So like a fender has a C shaped neck. Yeah. D. I think it's C. So it's a little more rounded evenly, whereas yeah. like the other ones have a D where it's like a little flattened. So, but on the Les Paul, like the, the frets are actually a little closer together. So the neck is like actually a little shorter. So you can actually like bridge farther across different frets on it. But the whole thing, like, like, oh, this one has a rosewood fretboard. And I'm like, it's an electric guitar. What the fuck do the acoustics of the wood matter? And I'm like, mm. apparently it kind of does. And I guess it does because yeah. it does sound different. Yeah. But, um, 
but yeah, no, I, I find myself playing that more. And what I've kind of done is because a lot, some of the bands I like, there's alternate tunings. Mm-hmm. So like, it was always annoying to be like having it yes, standard and like, I want to play, yeah. I want to play narcolepsy and I got to find the unique tuning for that. And, and whatever. So now I just have one that's like an open, the Les Paul right now I have an open D and then I have the the uh, strat in uh, standard. Nice. Uh, and so I've just been sort of trying to play a lot of open D songs. Um, but then lately I was like, I got into a Foo Fighters kick. So I started trying to play Everlong. <laughs> and I was like, it doesn't sound right. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's in drop D. And then yeah. once I played in drop D, I'm like, oh, this, this sounds exactly <laughs> like the song. So it's, it's been pretty badass. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I think uh, our friend Austin plays. Uh, yes. It, Austin's a multi-instrumentalist. I start I start playing bass a little bit. I learned, I know a couple of bass songs now, but I'm like you. I have like one guitar. It's in like standard or drop D because drop D is easy to tune to. And then I have one that's in the research and development. I'm trying to figure out how Slipknot plays their songs. <laughs> I still haven't figured it out. Um, but I have like the Les the Scottian sign Les Paul. Yeah. Oh, okay. That uh, uh, is in just uh, I don't even know what it is right now. That was the, the pick card that you brought. When yes. We, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Ultimateguitar.net is a godsend. Yes, if you like, I want to play a song I like. Yeah. I just I have, have the app. You, on have phone. you seen Songster? Ooh, no. Austin awesome was just telling me uh, about this earlier. Because this was awesome. I've been preaching like this software called Guitar Pro. Okay. Uh, for a while, which which has done this for years, but there's now a site um, where it will play you the tab while you're reading the tab so i know i can't do this so see this on the podcast but on ultimateguitar.net there is like if you subscribe you can yeah, play they, but they charge you for it. this yeah. i literally just googled master of puppets tab and it's you know, i don't know i'm not on your wi-fi <laughs> okay that's pretty good pause it to half speed uh, and then my, there it is. <laughs> That's the stop. That's do, my new favorite. Do you ever hear of a, a, a game called Rocksmith? No. Yes. Really cool, right? Did you you bought it for PC, you said, right? I don't have Rocksmith. You don't have it? Okay. I, I thought I remember you saying you bought it, but it's it's basically like a, you can get it for Xbox. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, you know, PC, PS4, all that stuff. But um, it's uh, it's like Guitar Hero, but you plug in your actual guitar. It comes with like a, an right. instrument to USB cable. It's Dude, it's awesome that's cool. it's All right, I'm so in. good so like <laughs> it, it it's like guitar hero it's you know the note highway that comes toward the screen but it's it's an actual guitar fretboard and it'll show you like what fingerings you need to use okay and what it'll do is like as uh, you progress through a song it'll say like okay you're playing this part really well uh we're gonna add one more finger uh Ooh. to this okay. so you slowly start like like uh, the, the trooper by iron maiden is in there and it's just it, like the first time you play through it, you're just playing like you're like single strumming yeah, one yeah. note at a time. And then it's like, OK, how about we add this note in there? OK, you're, you're playing that really well. OK, we'll add this note. And then eventually, like you're actually playing the riff for the true. It's so fucking fun. Uh, it's it's awesome. like, yeah, you guys, you guys listen a lot more like uh, Metallica, Megadeth, like type oh, of music yeah. than I do. Yeah, we'll get so that. for you guys, it's a lot more like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, but I mean, there's like Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. And, no, no. And what I'm like, saying yeah, is a big for mix. you guys. I, I would just be so like intimidated <laughs> by go looking at the tab and going like, oh, how do I play? Oh, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to play like American girl or something. <laughs> Shit. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's like something where I'm just strumming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, but that sounds awesome. Be like just somebody, it, it, something that gives you the, 
a fun way to practice. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It's very rewarding. And it's like, it's, it's, it's not a game that's just like, Oh, Hey, let's, it's not just like a tech demo. The intention of the game was to teach you how to play guitar. That's yeah. The so thing that turned me off to rocksmith, cause I was going to buy it is, is there's different, they, they had like a 2014 version I was looking at and then they yes. had a 2015 version and the songs are incompatible. So it could be very expensive yeah. cause they charge you like to download more songs and then you got to buy next year's version. Yeah. If, if you um, buy, uh, it's, it's, I got it on a Steam sale for like it was like ten bucks. Twenty fourteen oh, yeah. remastered, I think it's called. Um, that had uh, some of the songs from the previous one because it's it's all about like licensing and yeah. stuff too. Because I originally had it for PlayStation Three. Uh, I bought the first one for PlayStation Three, and then I bought um, uh, the twenty fourteen version yeah. as well. And uh, it was like if if you. I think it was like a ten dollar uh, uh, pass or something like that. You basically could just import all the songs from the first one into the new one. I was like, all right, okay, it's worth ten bucks to me. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, there's a ton of ton of downloadable content and stuff too. That's like DLC that you know we'll, we can get into video games later if we want to. But that's like DLC that I'm actually like, okay, cool. I'm buying a guitar lesson. Yeah, I'm not yeah, buying. That's, you know, yeah, effectively, yeah. It's I see value so, in that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I just yeah. I just didn't like the versions. Allison Chain's song pack, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sort of yeah, I'm sort of like determined because I've uh, I have two sons now. So but one of them is starting to get to the age where he's like, oh, what's this? So like, I know you can't you can't f- like drive your kid into something or else they hate it. Yeah. yeah. So I just try to basically be like, just have it. Oh, on. you want to play music with yeah. dad? Yeah. And I just play and let him strum. And it's like I'm just like constantly leaving like little like nuggets of like oh this is fun mm. and then he's gonna want to and i'm like that's why i still have my old shitty guitar yes. for you <laughs> um now, yeah has, so has he like gotten into or has he like listened to anything that you like and like has, he's he's nowhere near that point he no. basically <laughs> well, he's, what, he's like three now right almost three, three. He, oh, yeah. he he's at the point where he just sort of occasionally fixates on a show or a movie okay because he's at the point he's so active where he's at the point where just as a coping strategy just sometimes you need to go do you want to watch cars do you just just sure. want to watch car? Yeah, you want to. Okay, cool. I'm like, this will buy us. This will buy us maybe 45 minutes because his his thing is he likes to watch. He likes watching the beginning of stuff, and then like 20 minutes in goes back to the beginning. I'm like, okay, totally. <laughs> back to the beginning. All right, just go ahead. But like, if we're if my wife and I need to like figure out something with like the insurance or like <laughs> anything vaguely adult, we're yeah. just like, okay, the one's asleep. Hey, do you want to watch? Um, uh, shit, uh, what do we do? Fuck it. Um, do you want to watch uh, Dinosaur Train? <laughs> Dinosaur Train. You're like, all right, we got 20 minutes. Pop it in. Go. All right, well, we figure, and then we figure everything out. So yeah. yeah um, He's not into anything as okay. of yet. Like you try to play music. Like he, he, I can't tell he's, he's, there's nothing lighting up in him when he hears yeah. music. So, um, but we'll, we'll get there. Nice. Nice. There's so. like a, there's like a hope that like if, and a you know, big if, if, you know, my soon to be wife and I ever have kids, it's like, there's like the, Oh man, I, I hope, I hope they like the stuff that I like. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why I'm totally like, like, yeah. like I, like really two things I love is like, I really like music and I really like football, like watching mm-hmm. football, like whatever. So I'm also so tacitly also trying to make it. So instead of it being like, 
oh, I know we're real busy on Sunday, but there's like three hours where like, hey, I, uh, I'm not going to help you and be selfish. <laughs> so I'm trying to get my, like, my kids like in and be like, I like football too. I'm like, hey, we're bonding. Yeah. I, we can't miss the game. It's like our thing. Yeah. So um, so that's what I'm trying to do. But yeah, so that that's like the big thing is, is just create a lot of like positive energy around it. Totally. And I'm like, this is football. Isn't that exciting? He's like, yeah, give me a high five football. And like when they score, I'm like, give me five. He loves high fiving. Mm. So I'm like, try to create like a lot of positive energy. Nice. And, but never it's like sit down and watch the game. It's never that. <laughs> so in the hopes he goes, I like watching football with daddy. And I'm like, okay. Oh, totally. You're into football. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm into wow. it too. What are the odds? So that that's my game plan. <laughs> nice. Of, of course, my wife is terrified. He's going to get CTE by like watching football. And I'm like, he's not going to get brain damage by playing youth football. Like that, that's not how it works. Like it, these guys are getting brain damage because 300 pound linemen are smacking into him like 60 times a game. Yeah. Like that's why it happens. Yeah. You know, this is not this is not the uh, football brain damage podcast. This is music. <laughs> That's uh, next week's episode. Exactly. <laughs> um, so one of the things we want to talk about is we figure we're going to be doing this. Uh, we, 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 there's a lot of fertile territory, and we figure there's a lot we can talk about. So uh, instead of trying to pack it all into one, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll probably do this over, over time. Oh, boy. What That's happened? a good one. Oh, pack it in. I heard fertile territory and then pack it in. <laughs> so, Austin's eyes lit up. Yeah. Yeah. They almost got three in a row. <laughs> uh, shit. Um yeah, so it, we're just exploding with uh, mm. content. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> Doing God's work. We're just going to come to Ryan's house. Um, so I've never seen you smile so much. Austin. <laughs> so we didn't realize what he was doing. It's only it's funny. Uh... And you know one of the best ways you know to lubricate the conversation is to. <laughs> All right, now uh, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> now you're right on it. Oh no, no, we're a few more jokes before it comes back to funny again. Um, so I figure we'll, we'll we'll kind of introduce everybody to what our music tastes are, and then we can lay, lay the groundwork, so you know where we're coming from, and then we'll go from there. So, uh, so the first thing we're going to talk about is what, what our top five albums of all times is. All, all times, all of them, all the times. Ryan, you're the home team. You go first. Oh, oh dear Lord. Or I can go first. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, go ahead. You want to flip a coin? <laughs> oh, I would like to place a bet. How much do you bet that you and I are going to have a top five in common? I say four of your top five are going to be the same. No. <laughs> At least four. Ryan's actually mostly into completely different kinds of metal than me. It's different kinds of metal, oh, dude. No, oh, that's really so metal. Is the we could do a whole podcast yes. just on metal. Metal is the most diverse genre. We connect of music. on thrash metal. That's about it. And yeah. my contribution to that one would be, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> every every twenty minutes, going. Yeah. Huh, huh, you don't say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could you could we could put like one end of the spectrum on and then the other end and then no, you no, would see. I'm not saying yeah. if I don't talk, it's worthless. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it could totally happen. Um, yeah. So all right. So Ryan, what, what you, in no particular order, unless yes. you want to put an order yeah. to it. Up Mine, to uh, it. I I I can't put these in an order. Um, so I, I made my selections uh, based on uh, significant impacts on my musical tastes. So like, you know, when I, when I heard this, you know, something made me go, Ooh, you know, for, for like the, the, these were like, uh, some of them are, are, Oh, that's the first time I've ever heard something like that. Or, Oh, that's what got me into this genre or this took me to this place. Um, so again, this is in no particular order, uh, but there's a pretty obvious number one. Um, so the number one that I'll say is, uh, ride the lightning by Metallica is one choice. of my favorite albums ever. Uh, in my opinion, not Metallica's best album, but it's a personal favorite because that is what got me into music. 
Yeah. That's the first album I ever owned. Uh, the first metal song I ever heard uh, was Fight Fire with Fire. This is the, you know, the lead-in track on, uh, on Ride the Lightning. And um, that, you know, I was seven years old the first time I heard that. And I was like, oh, something is awakening, <laughs> you know, uh, and, a, a, you know, a metalhead was born mm. immediately. Yes. And uh, yeah, uh, I had never heard double bass before. I, I didn't know what that was. And then, you know, you hear I'm like, holy shit, how do you I never heard anybody play drums like that before. It's amazing. It's too bad he can't do it anymore. Um, but that that's a uh, that's that's a that's a special one for me. It's a good choice. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Respect. Um, <laughs> yeah, your man respects. Huh? <laughs> um, so my number two is uh, Metropolis Part Two. Oh, by a band called Dream Theater. I am very familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. So um, one of one of uh, their more well known uh, albums, uh, but you know, Dream Theater. I didn't get into until like my late teens. So uh, this album came out, I think ninety nine. Um, and I didn't start listening to Dream Theater until, you know, like probably the early 2000s. But that was the first. Um, was that the concept album? Yes. Was there a Metropolis Part 1? Metropolis Part 1 was a song on their first album. Okay, then yeah. that is the one. All right, yeah, and, and, I'm very yeah. familiar. And, and I, had that, a, yeah. I had a friend, um, yeah, it was like mid, early middle high school. Friend was mm-hmm. like, you got to listen to Dream Theater. Yeah. And like, there was like a song or two. Like, I was definitely like, all right, I'm into this. But I, I think if you're into guitar... Yeah. There's probably, you've gone through at least a minor dream theater phase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, without I would a doubt. I think so. Without yeah. a doubt. Hmm. Um, that album, uh, the first time I heard that or any songs off of it, I had never heard like progressive music before. And I'd never heard like, you know, all these meter changes and, you know, all the crazy guitar work and the drum stuff and the vocal, like, wow, that, that like blew me away. Like, I didn't know that type of thing was possible Mm. in like a metal band or or a rock and roll band. Right. Um, so yeah, dream theater holds a very special place in my heart. (laughs) Um, a third is a live album. Not a, not, is it kiss alive? No, please. No. (laughs) Although no, I am a fan of alive, even though alive is actually not a live album. That's a studio recorded album. With uh, with with crowd noises put in and Paul Stanley going, come out, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now it's a it's a live album uh, because it's a it's a band that I was like, there's no possible way I could I could like pick just one mm. of uh, of these. Um, but Alice in Chains, Unplugged, was uh, was was the choice. That was a good three. show. Um, the story behind the show was awesome. You know, that like, hey, we haven't played a show in ages. Hey, we're going to do Unplugged. Um, and just... Had to drag Lane Staley out of his apartment. Literally, yeah. 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 Splash uh, water on his face. And, yeah. yeah. And, and, Listen, you know, we're going on MTV. Yeah. You and, just have to harmonize. Just, <laughs> just, just sit there. Yeah, we just, we'll get paid. It's cool. Yeah, you can wear the sunglasses. Um, I've gone on record saying uh, Jerry Cantrell is probably one of my favorite guitar players and riff writers of all time. Yes, uh, I think good. he's probably one of the most underrated guitarists ever. Uh, his playing is just so... He writes songs that I always think are they're interesting. Like, he writes riffs that I think are interesting. There's always, like, a little something in there that makes you go, ooh. Yeah. You know? Um, and just seeing Lane Staley in the state that he was in and just hearing what he sounded like you know, it kind of strikes a chord. No pun intended. <laughs> Little 
guitar humor there. Shut up. <laughs> um, really strum my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, uh, that's a, that's a start to finish for me. Like there's, it's hard to pick like a standout moment on that album, uh, during that show. Um, just, uh, just amazing to listen to. Um, now we're going to switch gears. So my number four is Moondance by Van Morrison. Hmm. Oh, we're switching gears here. Um, f- I didn't get into Van Morrison again until I was like a little bit later in my life. Uh, I was probably in like my early twenties and you know, I, that was, that's kind of the point where I think generally like that's when you start to diversify your, your expand your horizons a little bit. And, uh, Van Morrison was uh, somebody that, um, it was somebody I worked with that recommended him to me. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And then later on, I listened to it and went, oh, wow, this dude's talented. Yeah, he's one of those guys because... <laughs> you know, I got to check the, this out now. I don't know. The one song... Either. Yeah, the one song you always know is like, it's not their best song. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, Brown Eyed Girl, you listen to that and you think, oh, fuck. Yeah, no, I'm not into this. Yeah. But there's a song... There's two songs of his that I absolutely love. One is... Uh, it's actually really hard to find. I don't know how I came across it. It was called mm-hmm. Cleaning Windows. Oh man! See, I'm I'm a I'm a like pretty the, casual fan of his. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't tell you like you know year and you oh know, no no track absolutely or anything. But I yeah, mean, I, I don't think yeah. any of the two songs are on Moon Dance. The other one was Days Like This. Days Like This, yeah. Days so. Like This is a song that I could listen. Like if it's like Suns Going Down in the Summer. Yep. Uh, it's just perfect. Yeah, and yeah. that's you know again you're you're coming out of the teenage years out of you know the angsty nobody understands me into your twenties where you know you're kind of understanding what it means to be an, an adult and it's like no it's cool to just chill and relax every once in a while, but uh, th- that's a beautiful start to finish. Just yeah, gonna chill out and listen to this. Um, and then uh, you know we were talking about vinyl before. I uh, they they did like a a 180 gram. Uh, remaster version that came out I think a couple years ago and uh, I've listened to Moondance a thousand times this is like the first time I ever heard the record I'm like this is unbelievable yeah. oh my god um, I love his voice and it's just I don't know it's just it's so much fun to listen to mm. um, and yeah so that's a, that's a good one I was gonna say like you know Brown Eye Girl oh, I know that one of course you do yeah. you of all people would know that of song. course <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend it. It's good making out music. It is. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, if you want, I can okay. put some yeah. on. Yeah, no, I know, I know that song, but I don't really know any other Van Morrison, so I will yeah. check it out. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he's got like, like 60 albums by now. Mm. <laughs> he's, he's been around for a while and he's still doing, he's like 90. Yeah. <laughs> he's still, he's still going strong. Um, but if you so are yeah. a Van Morrison fan, I would look up cleaning windows. Mm. It's like a, it, the song's got a good like tune. It's very fun, but like the lyrics are like really like evocative yeah. of like the the kind of the premise of the song is he's like he's just basically like a guy like a regular joe like you know <laughs> doing a job but he's like but basically like yeah like i kind of do a shitty job but that shitty job allows me to like it's like it's what makes me an adult it's what makes mm-hmm. me it's what allows me to be like kind of free and yeah. it's what so it's like as much as um like this may not be my calling as much as this may not be what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It's at least giving me the ability to like kind of 
just be who I am and live my life mm-hmm. outside. It's like a place I go so that I can be me the rest of my, the rest of the day. And yeah. it's, it's really good. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's Gosh. good. I recommend I'm going to have to listen to that one. It's up. funny. You mentioned, <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned days like this. That's actually like one of the top running songs for the mother son dance at my wedding. Oh, so, <laughs> wow. That's kind of cool how that came up. Um, so yeah, those four were, such easy choices and I had a lot of trouble with a, with a fifth one. Um, but the, uh, the fifth I, uh, I ended up giving to rust in peace by ah, Megadeth. Nice. Um, so yeah, uh, which we coincidentally, yeah, we're just listening wow. to about uh, 45 minutes ago. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, you know, it's look, metal's always going to be my favorite, always going to be my favorite genre. Um, and up until that point, I had mostly just listened to, it was just a lot of just straight thrash and a lot of, uh, you know, Slayer and Anthrax and stuff like that. Uh, but when I, Rust in Peace was the first Megadeth record I ever got into. And the first time I ever heard like Holy Warrior, Holy Wars and Hangar 18, mm. uh, just like the guitar work on that. I'm not a guitarist by Face melting. Yeah. Like literally that, like that's the whole album is yeah. just, I'm going to do crazy riffs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how about that? You know? Um, and, you know, say what you will about Dave Mustaine's voice, you know, whatever. We know he's not the greatest singer in the world, but, I mean, the dude has an unbelievable songwriting and guitar playing ability yes. um, that uh, is sorely missing in uh, in music today. Um, but, yeah, that was that was a uh, that was a tough choice. But I think in the end, you know, just the musicality of, of Megadeth uh, is, is something that kind of uh help me grow as a as a musician <laughs> and as yeah. a lover of of the genre i thought you were just a lover of lover. penises <laughs> <laughs> i stepped over austin's better line <laughs> well i didn't hear austin's line Austin's like i just thought you meant you were being a lover of penises <laughs> well that too it wasn't music that made me love a those turbo things. lover of penises <laughs> another great great album i was listening to that today <laughs> austin tell me there's no other and we race together <laughs> <laughs> as we shift into overdrive. <laughs> Is he talking about racing? Was, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> These lyrics are suggestive. Uh, it was hard to like not put a priest album in there too. Priest, I there for me they're more like a like a song band, not really an album band. Mm. I don't really go through any priest album in, in its entirety. Screaming for Vengeance was pretty good. Screaming for Vengeance, and I'll um, say. Uh, um, Oh geez, uh, uh, British Steel. Yeah, that's like a that's a that's like a masterpiece. But yeah, you know, I think I kind of agree with you. Like, there's there a lot of their albums. Man, there's like three killer tracks on this album. The rest is like, eh, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's there's good. a lot. There was a lot of albums that I, I initially when I was going through this and thinking what would be a top five. Right, there were ones I thought were contenders. Mm. When I actually looked at the album, I realized there was like two songs I just loved. Yeah. And I just listened to those songs endlessly, and everything else was okay. Mm. And that's, yeah. So I, I totally get the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, like, limited to five? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. A top 100 albums in sequence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Grab a we, cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, strap in, lads. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a good one. I mean, ACDC, even too. Like, yeah. that was, uh, it was, it was, it was a tough fifth pick, but I was like, ultimately, 
I'll, uh, I'll, I mean, I'll give them a nowadays, a like people just starting out, like the way people listen to music now through stream, streaming services, like you don't need to think of it. Like you just go through your music history and see what your most played songs are. Mm-hmm. And that will tell you what your favorite albums yeah. are. Actually. And that's what made me think of it. Cause when we go over mind is like all of mine are from like a five year history, yeah. like a five year period. And a little bit, you know, it can lead to a conversation of when, when does music make an impression on you? And do you just love music because it, you heard it at a time when you were like emotionally vulnerable or whatever. Right. right. Um, but I think a lot of it too, is that nowadays as well, when I hear new music, I, Oh, that's a good song. And I just, I, I, I still will even just consume the song, yeah. but like I, to think of like an album, mm-hmm. even yeah. in the last like 10 years yeah. outside of a band I already liked. Yeah. I don't know if there is a, an album I can think of, like I it's would tough man. Yeah. yeah. Be, and it's because you can just pick and choose what you want. Yeah. Whereas before it was like, I can only afford to buy one, you know, when CDs were eighteen ninety nine, yeah. and yeah. You, and you made, you know, and your your like allowance was like ten dollars a week, dude, maybe. Yeah. So you're like, I can buy one album maybe a month if I do that. And so when I buy it, it's going to be something I'm going to cherish and I'm going to listen through. Absolutely, and it hits you. So yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, a friend of mine uh, did a. I mean, he's a huge. He's probably the ultimate Nine Inch Nails fan in the world. Mm. Um, which, you know, that too is another, had, had he leave out like pretty hate machine and shit like, you know, uh, it's tough. Uh, yeah. but, uh, Trent Reznor, um, was talking about, um, you know, the way we consume music now. And he's like, you know, when I was a kid, exactly like you said, I would go and I would buy like one record at a time and that was it. Now I have, you know, 40 million songs that yeah. I can put on my phone or on my fucking watch, which, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, now. which like, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I vividly remember going to the wall yeah. at Bridgewater mall, you know, back, oh, when, yeah. back when it was there and I bought rain in blood by Slayer because it was, <laughs> it was 22 bucks for yeah. a CD. You know, and I was like 15, you know, I didn't have any money, you know, I was, I listened yeah. to the shit out of that album. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually, I had, you know, I would actually end up going cause I, a lot of times it was Sam Goody was my place in the Bridgewater yeah, mall. Yeah. But, um, there was another one, I, I think it ended up getting bought. It ended up becoming like a find your music, whatever. Uh, FYE, or whatever. FYE, yeah. yeah, find your or whatever. Um, but there's one of those places where they had like imports. Yes. And so I was, I was into Nine Inch Nails also around that time too. So like Downward Spiral is probably oh, my favorite dude, of, of his yeah. albums, but there were versions of like that song and you're like, but you can only get it through the Japanese import. Yeah. And like, okay, so what do I have to do? And then luckily if you stumble across it, like, oh, it's a Japanese import of this thing. Mm. And it's like two songs. It's like the song and then two remixes because he needed remixes. And it was like $28. Like, why? Well, it's from Japan. I'm like, who the fuck? Can- what? <laughs> so you made this in Japan and brought over here to charge a bunch? Just make yeah. it here. Yeah. Like, like I don't know. What, what is it about the people of Japan that they're like privileged to get this like, yeah. this yeah. like alternate version that I've heard that I really like? So. I always wondered like what the, what the deal was with stuff like that. It's like, is it, maybe I think just- they have like weird laws in regards to like, yeah. Or it's like something with, with their, over there. their distribution. Like they always have to release something differently in Japan or, and it can like cost more money. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But in, in any case, that's yeah. uh those are those are my top fizzle. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Well, Austin, I think your list is probably gonna overlap more, so I think maybe we should go to you next. Oh, you you're gonna be disappointed. Um <laughs> number five, Iowa. So it just slipped Ooh. out. Um oh, simply because it's uh it was some of the darkest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh still is. 
Um, number four, 10,000 Days. How about you? How about oh. you? Oh, you want me to expand upon no, it? No, no, no. Not even just that. Like, say the artist as well. Oh, Slipknot. So, okay. Slipknot. So for, for those who may not know. I thought I, yeah. I, thought I said that. Yeah. yeah, Iowa Slipknot uh, is their second album. Um, still to date, some of the heaviest shit I've ever heard that's still actually like listenable and not just like noise. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, it, it, it's, it's still pretty fucking heavy. Um, <laughs> it really is. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're not, they're not normally like well, well regarded by like music critics. I don't think mm. uh, there's a period of time where like, you can't like say that you like them. Yeah. I uh, think they came about at a time that like when, uh, it, it, I, I don't know, I guess like the modern generation, like we all got into them when we were younger and it was like, yeah, it's heavy. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah it was like that post-industrial, post-90s yeah. Yeah. like Yeah, it was late 90s and like the new metal scene was happening. And it was like a, term that I, think, I hate, you know. I feel like it was a specific rejection of boy bands. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think it, like. It, like we talked about like opposite ends of the spectrum. You had fucking 98 degrees and, hmm. and, and sync and all that. And then you had Slipknot was like on the other side. Right. That at yeah. least were like the popular ones out there. I mean, there were other bands that were doing crazy heavy stuff, but like, you know, they kind of broke through into like the main. I mean, I love them because they, they used a beer keg as an instrument, a baseball bat yeah, and made it sound good. Yeah. And I still (laughs) respect that. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, number four is, is 10,000 days by tool. Um, it's been, I think that fucking long since their last, since they, (laughs) give or take, they're supposed to be coming out with another one this year, I guess. Well, they said that last year and the year before that, I know the year before that. And they just keep blaming (laughs) each other for everything. I'm Um, a fan of a band who went through that for a while. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, great album. If you, if you, I really like, uh, Adam Jones as a guitarist. Mm. I think he's, uh, he's probably one of my favorite guitarists and uh, there's a lot of good riffs on that one. Another underrated guitarist. Um, so that was just general, generally a good one. Um, number three, Rage Against the Machines debut album. Oh, love Rage Against the Machine. Nice. I wanted to put Battle of Los Angeles on it too, but I'm not. It wouldn't be fair to put like put them twice on this kind of <laughs> list. So their first album, uh, really good. Right. Yeah, it's great. Um, what was that? That was number three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two is Master of Puppets. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. I get I give Metallica I cut them a lot of slack for everything they do because <laughs> how do you follow up Master of Puppets with anything? <laughs> and they've been doing it. They've been trying to do it for like what twenty something years now. Puppets is that ninety? That was nineteen ninety, right? Or eighty nine? Puppets? No, Puppets was eighty six. Eighty six? Yeah, thirty one years old. That album. Shit. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Master of Puppets. Everybody knows that one. Oh, wait, um, eighty seven. 80, uh, I think it's 86. I, I, are you sure? I'm gonna have to it, 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 it doesn't you. matter. None, it, it doesn't none matter. None 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 no, it fucking matters. <laughs> it fucking... <laughs> all right. Um, I'll damn, look it up. Right Master now. of Puppets, number two, usually. And then number one, uh, Pearl Jam, 10. Oh, all right. I listen to that album in its entirety every day for about a year mm. uh, in my sophomore year of high school. And that's pretty much all I listen to that entire year. Um, a it's just movie. perfect start to finish. I've been super susceptible, and this uh, will tie this back in what you just said. Super susceptible lately to watching documentaries about bands, about their history of, yeah. and then going deep dive. Yeah. So uh, I actually went in. Uh, I went to little dive into Pearl Jam probably about five six months ago because they were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm. and I just I, I just I, I ended up watching. Uh, 
end up catching it when the like David Letterman was doing the introduction thing and they played. And I'm like, there's a lot of songs I did like by them. Yeah, because I was hmm. and and one of the bands on my list is 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 part of like I came to later because since I was such a Nirvana fan. Yeah, and I was like probably like what like twelve of you know I have like. I hear anybody else who's from Seattle who's labeled as grunge. I'm like, you're just ripping them off. Mm. You suck. Yeah. Like whatever. And like, I didn't appreciate them. Yeah. So like, I really didn't appreciate them until probably a few years ago, uh, realizing how many of their songs, like I really, really liked. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that term, like the Seattle grunge, I think to be honest, like at least to me only really applies to Nirvana. Because Alice in Chains, well, I, I think it, what happened is there was Alice a lot of bands, Chains, Soundgarden, Nirvana, and Pearl Jam. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of bands that moved to Seattle because that's where like A and R people were going to try yeah. to find the Seattle sound. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people that sounded like Pearl Jam or sounded like or tried to sound like Nirvana or sound would you know they'd be from like Denver or L.A. and they yeah. would just move to Seattle and play. So they kind of like oh, yeah we're from Seattle too. Mm. So but I think yeah when it really comes down to it there was like. Which is really interesting if you watch the, um, um, which one was it? The oh, there is a Pearl Jam documentary by Cameron Crow. Was it twenty? Yeah, was it? yeah, I did yeah, watch that. Actually. That was that, really good. That was really, but that and that, and I feel like there was something else I, I saw too that kind of laid that groundwork of there being like we think of that there was like this this huge emergence of all these bands from a certain time. And it really mm-hmm. was like. There was like Mother Love Bone was yeah. like the bridge between hair metal and grunge, but then Andy Wood died. Yeah. And then so it sort of died out. And then Soundgarden got got signed, or was like the first one to get signed. And there was at least got some attention down there. And then like 92 is when things exploded. Yeah. With, uh, I think it was, a, I think it was a 10, 92? Uh, or 93. 91. It was 91. Uh, so 91, 92, because that was then, yeah. and that was um, Nevermind. Yeah. And I feel like there was an Allison Chains album, but like, oh, but, but I've listened to interviews of like, with like Chris Cornell and other, and them talking about that at that time. And they're like, yeah, it was really, it was like Nirvana, it was Soundgarden. And, you know, there were the guys from Mother Love Bone. Yeah. Who most of them reformed and became Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. And then there was Alice in Chains kind of came towards the end, but they were from another, sort of from another place, but they yeah. moved there before that the, there was like a real thing. Yeah. Is that, but yeah. basically everything else, everything else around it is like, we all kind of knew each other. Right. And that, but everything else was sort of like people came in yeah. trying to say, yeah. like trying to capitalize on like the Like Dave Grohl. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder's from San Diego. Yes. Yeah. And it's Where the, was Stone Temple Pilots from? San oh. San Francisco. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it was California too. Okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah, like I think you would probably say they're grunge. Yeah, but I think it was just like yeah. distortion, uh, like they, they distortion rock from that area. That genre. Yeah, but uh, like I don't think like they're like arena rock. Yeah, yeah. But even like when when people say like oh well, uh, you know the big four of grunge. Yeah, like, I think there's only like one like really kind of grunge band in there. Yeah, if you really you know? like think about what well, grunge the, is. Well, the, yeah. the music douche people will fucking tell you it's none of them, and it's well, like I the think, Melvins and and. I think well, it's yeah, Eddie Vedder you know. wore a flannel one time. They're like, oh, he's grunge. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't really see them as being grunge. Guys, like Pearl Jam, yeah, they're they're so their own thing. Yeah, I like, I like Mookie Blue. They're like the Grateful Dead. <laughs> <of Bartai. laughs> Mookie Blaylock. Yeah. <laughs> we had to reform as Pearl Jam. 
Boo. <laughs> <laughs> now I can do any better talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, can we just do? Oh, the that was the other one. It was, we was talking. We always love to do the, the Carl uh, from Aquatine. The other one was talking like any <laughs> talking better. like any better. Yeah, this one's <laughs> called this. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the fridge and get another beer. Mm-hmm. This is daughter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll hit mine. Um, so I'll actually. I should I do a countdown or count up? I think I think count ups are generally better. Yeah, I feel like I'm going because I feel like I'll talk. It'll be more like there'll be more discussion on the first one. So my number one, a, a bit of a departure, but we all uh, you'll you'll anyone listening will find out these guys are also a big fan. Uh, the one album I left on a desert island, I can only have one album, is Third Eye Blind's first album. Without a goddamn, de- there's not, there's not a, there's not, not even, not only is there not a song I don't like, I don't think there's a note I don't like on that yeah, album. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. So I would say because we were talking a little bit about, um, about like influences of guitar and stuff right, like that. Right. I would say like Nirvana and then almost more Green Day at the time were the first ones that made me like want to pick up a guitar because I'm like mm-hmm. oh, I want to play guitar. But like, I just want to play like, cause it's all power chords and it's all simple stuff. And just like, I just want to, you know, like I want to be able to pick up a guitar. That's yeah, it. Yeah. But like third eye blind was the first band that made me want to learn how to play. Yeah. Because when I started to go like, Oh, how do I play this on my guitar? I had never seen a, 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 a song that was in an alternate tuning mm-hmm. and third eye blinds first guitarist was only there for the first two albums. Like would I, I don't know where he came because some of them were open D and some of them are like, Oh, I can figure out how he did. Yeah, Obviously yeah. he did that from there, but there's some tunings. I'm like, where the fuck did you come up with that mm-hmm. from? And some of it is, it was like a weird fingering and a weird tuning to get a note where you could play that up and down the fretboard, but keep the high E string mm. the same. And like, it creates a cool sound. I'm like, how the fuck did you come up with this? Yeah. But there is there, for some reason there was something about like, when I would listen to them, I'm like, it, there's something about this that sounds so different from everything else I've like, I would listen to. And as much as they would get lumped in with like, uh, matchbox 20 yeah, yeah. And, and bands like that, I'm like, no, this is different. And when like, you would listen to the lyrics, mm-hmm. like way deeper. And as the, the, the lead singer used to say is like, we have pretty little songs with dirty little words mm. and which is a bit of a corny way of putting it. <laughs> but so a lot of their big songs, like, you know, Semi-Charmed Life, which is yeah. a song, yeah, I like, but if I never heard live, if I go, because I'm, as I mentioned before we started here, I'm actually going to see them yeah. on August 9th, uh, uh, August, October 19th uh, in Asbury Park. They are, there's two people, like in my adulthood, as of, you know, running short on time, <laughs> and like to really carve out time to go see a concert, you really yeah. have to make time. Yeah. There was, number one was them. My number two was Chris Cornell. So <laughs> I have 100% more time now to, to go see yeah, Third Eye Blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, they were a band. That, yeah, like, I'm sorry. It's all right. Uh, so I'll go see them live anytime. And so, yeah, that, it was that, that one, that first album, I think, was really that, that one. I keep saying I'm going to go most. see them, but I just, I, met, I really. Sucks that I missed the balloon festival. That was real close. Yeah, it was real close. Um, they actually they played, and what really sucks, and I, I have to blame this on my stupid kid, 
uh, is that they, so this year is the 20th anniversary, uh, the 20th anniversary of their, their first album coming out. And so they toured and they basically like, they toured very, they haven't done this before. They're like, we're going to play every single song on the album. And this is the last time we're going to do that. Like, so they play this. So if you go see them now, they'll play Semi-Charm Life. They're going to play Graduate. They'll play Jumper. How's it going to be? And they'll probably mix in like a... Uh... Wow. All right. Alexa, off. <laughs> Do How's It Going to Be, Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Thank you. So they'll play all those, but they'll, but I'm actually one of those... Yeah, I'm like, I'm legitimately one of those people who's coming in going like, no, I want to hear the new stuff. Which most yeah, people are like, play the hits. Thank you, sweetie. So every time I know they're going to play Semi Charm Life or something like that, I know, okay, there's one less new song I'm going to hear. Which, But again, I'm like, I get it. They got to play that song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'm super excited to go see them play every time. We should we should play guitar together. We could do that. I have two guitars. I would like to see them. <laughs> Let's get together. Or I'll just play bass. I could play, I could learn. Uh, I legit, you know what? I can learn One of the reasons I actually bass. thought about getting a bass is for the bass line in... Seinfeld? Uh, what? Seinfeld theme? No. That's the only reason I want a bass. <laughs> I mix uh, that into every song. Yeah. Motorcycle <laughs> drive-by. I don't know it. If you listen to the bass line of that, it is poetry. I will, is, I will look it up tonight. But Motorcycle Drive-by is a song that I... I don't know if there's been a time where I've heard it where I've ha- I've stopped it in the middle. Like I gotta get to the end. Yeah, it is such a song that builds and builds and then crashes and comes down in mm. such an, a way that like even I'm in my car and I pull in, I'm like oh, it's on. I'm like I'll sit there and I'll listen, and then when it's done, okay, I'll turn off the car. Like I, I, I can't I can't cut it off. Yeah. But um, the last song on that album, God of Wine, like that is like the perfect end of a concert song. They don't mm. they haven't closed with it. And like the last 10 years I've seen them, but like, um, it's just, yeah. Like, so every single song in there I've loved as their newer albums come out, they started getting progressively less good. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of got in a weird situation where every couple albums, basically the guitarist would, uh, get kicked out of the band and like unceremoniously and Sue, uh, the lead singer, uh, <laughs> over over the whole deal. Um, so basically, now third eye blind is basically the drummer, Stephen Jenkins, the singer, yeah. and then just like dudes that have come about lately. What do you but, think of like their new like we? Oh, I'm sorry, keep going. No, no, no. That, that's what I'm getting to. So they have like a kind of a new group together, and what's actually happened as it seemed like from what I could tell, when it he's a guy, Stephen Jenkins is a guy who's a really good songwriter, but I don't think when he's on his own, I don't think he does very good work. Hmm. I think his lyrics are a little more shallow. And if you try to play the songs he writes, like they're almost all G D C like there's like, there's like four they're just chords jumper and, and, he, and a minor he throws in there occasionally. Yeah. Like he, it's like, it's all, he, he's very repetitive, but he just plays them different order and the different tempos and like, but he gets, he gets a lot of mileage out of it, but I don't think he's really, I, I wouldn't say he's like a, a virtuoso. But he, he writes good songs. Hmm. But in the first two albums in particular, the ones where it was co-written, it was him with the lyrics and music by him and the other the guitarist, mm-hmm. those are the songs that were like, they filled this whole like fucking space of like yeah. lyrics and music and everything else. And I think he needs that like person who's like, I do music and I, I arrange and I do whatever mm-hmm. and I'll make this better. And I think is what happens is his ego gets in the way. Yeah. So he's one of those guys, like, I, as much as I love him, I know he's probably a dick to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But what's actually happened is as things went on, I think, and they got rid of the second guitarist after the fourth album, there was like this real long lull. And all of a sudden they've just been cranking shit out. And, um, over the last two years, they've released an album, an EP, and they're going to release another EP. And he sort of said like every year we'll probably just, he's like, I don't know if we'll ever do an album again. Because like doing an album, you got to do it. And, yeah, and this you got. That's what I was gonna ask. It's like really, I saw on Google Play. It was, it was called yeah. like We Are Drugs or something like that. Yeah. So and um, it was just one song. <laughs> it was eight songs. Oh uh, well, then I guess I only saw the EP. Or it was just probably one like song right on Google Play. One, yeah. So so they released one album uh, called Dopamine, which is really good, hmm. and it kind of was probably my favorite album since the first one. Which is weird because as I started saying, is that like it seems like when he takes more of the control of himself, it gets worse. But like, I think what happened is like, he just said that, fuck it. I'm just, this is what it, this is my band. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. You're playing stuff. But like, I, I get all the songwriting credit, but you, if you want to, you want to figure out the solo over there, Mr. Yeah. Guitarist, I'm probably paying like the Dave 800 Mustang bucks of, a show, of, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever. Alternative rock. <laughs> and and I, I think, I think this to the point where he's comfortable enough with that arrangement where his ego doesn't get in the way if the guitarist is like, Hey, I got a cool riff. And he's like, all right, whatever. So, like, I think it's actually getting better. So they released a, one album called Dopamine, which I thought was awesome. Uh, and then they released an e- EP called We Are Drugs. And literally, one of the problems he's had, it, it, according to him, is that, like, the band would get together and write a ton of music. And we're like, we just need lyrics. And he's like, ah. And he would have, like, the writer's block. And he couldn't, he just couldn't do, like, he couldn't just write lyrics. He'd always be revising and shit. Right. And that's what would take forever. Because he would just keep revising, revising. And it would just, it wouldn't get better. But he just couldn't just drop it. And so I think now he's just like, I got to draw. I, I can't, this is, this doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. So they're just cranking shit out. And so the EP they did, they literally recorded over a week. Wow. In they went to like Austin, Texas, found a studio. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> they, went, they went to a studio and just said, we're recording the work. I mean, we're just, we're going to release whatever, whatever we think is good. That's and that's awesome. like, so he's like, um, he's like, I'm getting away from like the whole idea of putting an album together. Cause when you do an album, you have to promote and it's got to be part of a cycle and this whole thing. If you do an EP and it's digital, no one gives a fuck. He, yeah. they, got, they have their own label at this point. Um, and so they really don't have to deal with really have to worry about, you know, working with Sony as a distributor and like, yeah. Oh, we can't really yeah. release that to the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah. So literally you just get together, write some shit, whatever. And so there's also no pressure. So on, we are drugs. It's a really weird mix of songs. Mm-hmm. So there's some like, three or f- two or three like kind of heavier like traditional songs you know of them yeah and there's one that's like kind of like has a, a weird like hip hop like a f- it's a weird song like I can't really even describe like uh-huh. Uh-huh. I had some I was playing like Third Eye Blind like on a loop on our like Alexa <laughs> I had to look at it <laughs> make sure um, it turn on <laughs> on our you know what from Amazon <laughs> and literally one of these songs came up and she's like who is this I'm like it's Third Eye Blind she's like what yeah. so uh, yeah, so I recommend that their their newer stuff is 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 quite good. And um, I have to check that out. Why I'm why I'm ha- not sort of half pissed at my son for being born when he was born <laughs> is they were touring, they were playing the entire first album in its entirety. There are songs like London, um, fuck, what are some other ones? Uh, the, songs like that that I love. Mm. I've never heard live, and I'm like, this will be my only chance. When did they come to New Jersey? Like the like two days before the due date i'm like oh. I, I can't even i can't buy tickets <laughs> because if he hasn't come by then 
I cannot responsibly go to like, yeah, fuck it, where, uh, you know, like Montclair, yeah, and go see this and get a call. I'm like, I have to rush to the hospital. I'm like, that's goddamn irresponsible of me. <laughs> but if he comes early, we'll probably be just out of the hospital and I can't go off and see a band. Yeah, yeah. No, so there was really, there was yeah. no way around it. And my wife was like, no, no, you can go. I'm like, I'm not gonna do, no, I'm not doing that. So, um, yeah, so yeah, we spend a lot of time in third eye blind, but I feel like I could spend a like you, I could spend a an entire podcast. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, third eye blind. just say the word Metallica, <laughs> and like I mean, I could I could go on for days. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned too. Like uh, I I love hearing when artists are like, yeah, no, we're just gonna go and do this thing for like a week and that's it, because uh, like. The uh, that Metropolis Part Two by Dream Theater that was written and recorded in like two weeks, and I think that's what it is. Like, that's a, and and like that kind of accomplishment of like you guys literally wrote a masterpiece in this like really small amount of time. I mean, the, the, some of the guys from Dream Theater did this other side project called Liquid Tension Experiment, where they just rented a studio for a week, called in a bunch of uh, you know legendary. Okay. That guy is one of the greatest keyboard players to ever live. We're going to get him. We're going to get that guy. He's one of, Tony Levin on bass. We're going to get him. He's one of the best bass players ever. We're going to get him. We're going to rent a studio for a week and fuck it. Let's see what happens. And they wrote one of the most amazing instrumental albums I've ever heard. Liquid yeah. Tension Experiment. Fucking unreal. But anyway, I'm sorry. No, I no. I, I, I'm, I'm totally with that because... Um, but I just... I love hearing stuff like that. And especially like when artists go like, well, yeah, I don't have to deal with a label anymore. Like, you know, yeah. uh, an up and coming group called Metallica, <laughs> uh, you know, they, they just, they just, I think it was last year or two years ago. Like they just bought their entire, uh, their entire back catalog. They now have the rights to all their, oh, that's all awesome. the, so it's yeah. like, oh, that's awesome. You, you have, you, you have your own music and you can do whatever you want with it. But now it's like, okay, well we can just fucking write and record an EP and release it. And we, like, we don't have to do it. We do it. We just do what we want. Yeah. Well, they're, they're that. their own business at this point. They don't oh yeah. And, and they've been that for yeah. a while. And nowadays, like I, I don't know anything about the music industry, but I figured like nowadays, like labels are less important than ever. You don't need a label anymore. Oh yeah. You don't look at I what do we're doing. We're sitting in my release. fucking dining room <laughs> and this is going to be on iTunes tomorrow. I like, get right. stuff mixed into my Google playlist. That's just random people uploading stuff to Google. Play. Yeah. Like, Dude, no YouTube. Label. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube. Justin the Bieber was a fucking right YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. And he's, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying he's good, but I mean, he he was legitimately talented at one point. <laughs> and, you know, somebody recognized him. Boom. He's got a he's got a crazy deal. Like yeah. there's so many ways to to get to get yeah. your stuff out there now. It's yeah. awesome. But yeah, I think once you it's 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 definitely easier once you have uh, a label. Well, you, like once you get some notoriety from your, you, you have labels helping oh, yeah. kind of push you out there. But once you get some notoriety, yeah, you, you don't really, you don't need them. Um, and, and it helps out, like I said, with, with sort of creativity, but like their first album came out and, and you know, that's, that's always the, the deal. The first album is, uh, I think this was like a, I want to say it's like a Gene Simmons quote or something like that. Yeah. It's like you have, um, all you have to do is pay me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the last time I was here, I really flipped my wig. Yeah, he wears the Gene Simmons quote is, uh, that'll be 80% for me, <laughs> um, is you spend your entire life writing your first album mm-hmm. and then you're supposed to write your second one in like a year. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. That's like, why is so many bands come out and their first album is fucking dynamite. Yeah. And then like nothing happens. Yeah. And you're like, oh, because like they had this burst of whatever or something creative or something that hit they were in a, an emotional place where they could write something like that. They did it. And that's moment is over. Yeah. Um, 
you'll never be able to recapture that again. I mean, you know, maybe, but like, yeah, but so many bands have their second album is the best. No, it it does. It does happen. And you get better. There's some bands who get better at writing songs over time. They'll go through lulls or they'll go through like, Oh, we went through our disco phase and then they go back into doing their thing, but they'll get better. (laughs) Reference number two. (laughs) So like, I, I honestly like, there's a lot more songs of Pearl Jam's individual songs I like on Vitology yeah. than are on uh, 10 um, or um, what was, it? was Is there one in between 10 and Vitology? It was 10, Vitology, uh, and what was then it? Vi- Yield. Oh, no, that. No Code. No, oh, it, yeah, uh, No Code. What was, was, no, what was the one with the goat on the front? That was in 10. Versus. Versus. versus that's so the was one yeah, you're right. that's versus. the second one that had so, animal on it and uh, i think yeah that, that was the second one the third one was I the third one was vitology right? okay. i think that one had daughter i don't know uh, versus had daughter versus had daughter yeah. but like my favorite song by them um, of course i'm gonna go blank on me uh what this uh what the song is but my favorite song by them is on vitality and a lot of the songs i love by them is, so some bands get better as they go along soundgarden their first few albums it's like you know, hair metal type, whatever, and they evolve and they get better, and you like them as they go along. But, God. but a lot most most people I was who are very not seriously considering adding Super Unknown. Um, yeah, but I did not be delighted later yeah. on. <laughs> so we spent twenty minutes on Third Eye Blind. So yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll plenty of time to talk about Third Eye Blind in the future because uh, that'll yeah. be what I want to talk about all the time. Why not? Um, so number two is actually Audio Slave, their first album. Really fucking love really? Audio Slave. That's huh. an interesting pick. Got, so you, I, like, pick? I did like Rage Against the Machine, but I always thought to myself, I like Rage Against the Machine, but I'm not into the singer. And yeah. then mm-hmm. I was like, if they had a different singer, I probably would like them better. Turns out I was fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> and, but what happened was, and this is a bit what I was alluding to before is that my, I didn't appreciate Soundgarden. I didn't appreciate. Who would have thought Brandon would like him if they put his favorite singer in the band? <laughs> well, he, was, he didn't become my favorite singer until like eight years ago. Really? Um, yeah. I completely discounted Soundgarden and and all of them. Isn't that amazing how like completely. Yeah. And then like and you, even, even you go, oh, you feel like an asshole. Fuck. I could have been listening to this mm-hmm. and appreciating it for how while many it years. happened. Yeah. I could have seen them. Holy shit. Concert. <laughs> so um yeah, so what happened is like and I heard their first album, I heard I liked Like a Stone, and I heard the first one, uh I don't even know how to pronounce it. I think it's like could, Koshise or something like that. Koshice. Oh yeah, Koshice. It's the first song. Like it yeah. is. A, that is a song. If you're like bench pressing, you get an extra ten pounds oh my God, on your yeah. bench press. So that song's playing. How are you able to sing all the way the fuck up here the whole song? He had a bunch of <laughs> surgeries well, after. Well, after if you listen started. to the third album, you find out why yeah, how that yeah. happens. So, um, but yeah, and so I didn't. So actually, and it didn't even it wasn't even until the second album where I heard. Fuck, was it um, Be Yourself? Mm. I heard on the radio, I'm like, who the fuck is this? This is a really good song. I'm like, oh, that's Audio Slave? Like, I got, and it's like, like, I got the second album. And I'm like, there's a lot of songs I like on here. And I got the first album. I'm like, oh my God, this one's even better. <laughs> um, but yeah, unfortunately, it's like Chris Cornell's voice is one of the best in rock. Easily. Yeah. But you hear his voice, like his voice was always great through Soundgarden. Yeah. And in the first um, Audio Slave album, like he is, like he is really stressing out the voice. I'm like, how the fuck do you not lose it? And you hear the second one, you're like, oh, it's going a little bit. By the third one, 
it's like almost shot. Well, because he had like surgeries to get like polyps removed. I, I, it may have happened anyway, uh, but I actually think like th- this is sort of one of those the devil's bargain. Uh, effectively, is like, would you? And again, this is this is me uh, risking his voice, but <laughs> basically, <laughs> selfishly, would you risk the greatest voice in rock and roll to get those audio slave songs? And I'm like. Ah. That's tough. That's a I'm like, really I think so. Model. It's like, what, what's, what's the point of having like a gift if you don't, you know, use it? I hate yeah. to be a dick, okay. but technically he's not anywhere near the best voice. Oh, technically no. the best voice is a complete douchebag known as Mike Patton. <laughs> uh, he, he has, as far as I know, the highest vocal I don't uh, even care about range. Okay. Of, like, any popular rock singer. I don't even but, care about range. It's like, Taylor when, so when I think singer, because, like, like Stephen Jenkins is not a great vocalist, but I like how he sings. You don't think he is? No. Wow. It, I, especially, I think like, he is. He, he's not a great, he's a, I think he's a really good songwriter, but the, the, the range with where he sings, because there's some songs you can tell he's trying to stretch it out hmm. and it's just not, and like I when he does like a falsetto, like it really doesn't work. Yeah. But when he sings songs that are like right in that, like God of Wine is a great example of like, that's right in that, that wheelhouse. You're like, oh, that, I yeah. feel that. I feel that right. Yeah, really. it's okay. like it's, so. It's, it's, I don't think it's about like the range you have. It's like what kind of soul can you put into? So it, like like know? like Chris Cornell's early you can't stuff. Measure soul, can you, Ryan? You, you can, but you can soul. measure range. <laughs> Chris Cornell's early stuff, like ultra mega okay and stuff. Yeah. That's just vocal acrobatics and like Jesus Christ pose is like yeah. I think is a great example Jeez. of a song that comes at you like a goddamn machine gun, yeah. and you're like. Who the fuck is going to sing in this song? Like, how can you stamp up to this the, the, this music? Yeah. And he, the guy comes and goes, Wah! and you're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> this music is not enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's he's unbelievable. So that kind of rolls right into number three. So my number three is uh, Super Unknown. Yes. And Super Unknown is an album I pro again. I this wouldn't have been in my top five even if you went back. I would say six years ago. Yeah. At the time when that came out, I was listening to Nirvana, I was listening to Nine Inch Nails, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I was rolling then into like Green Day, and then I was going through a sublime phase before I hit Third Eye Blind, so mm-hmm. I was getting progressively happier, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. in my musical taste. <laughs> um, but yeah, but Super Unknown, is, yeah, it's great. So it's just, I think it just wedges into our Chris Cornell conversation, but totally. yeah, no, I could definitely talk about him forever. And that, I would say... The only celebrity death that hit me to a point that like it was like losing someone like in my life mm-hmm. where I really felt it. The only other person that was more than when he killed himself where I was like, I f- truly felt like I'd lost a f- like a close friend mm-hmm. uh, was Patrice O'Neill, mm-hmm. where I literally I was shocked and I had to like sit down. Yeah. I was like, fuck, but especially the both yeah. of them because it kind of knocked you off off your kilt like. You weren't expecting it to happen. Yeah. Like it wasn't like you'd heard, oh, he has brain cancer, and he finally finally took him. Yeah, it was yeah. like out of nowhere, like yeah. oh, by the way, they're gone. Yeah, like, oh, but it was like yeah. I mean, because I mean, Scott Weiland was like, oh, that was sad, but it's like, dude, you like kind of saw that coming. Like, he's you know? still alive. He he was. Uh, that's he what was. I thought when I heard. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Was like, exactly. like, oh, wow. like so the guys like that he made it that far. Like Scott Weiland, he's 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 been here ten years longer than he should have. Yeah. There's exactly. a lot of guys, and and from knowing, like learning more about Chris Cornell's background, like yeah, it it possibly if he wasn't if it not for joining Audio Slave, he might have just slipped off into yeah. drug addiction and just been like a a guy who whatever just just you know, yeah uh, yeah uh, you know just an asterisk on the the 
a little just blip on the the history of music. Yeah. So um, just, yeah, he so just that be was, mentioned in the liner notes. You know, oh, he was really good, and yeah, just like, kind of how you talk about like it, the the people that time talk about Andrew Wood. Like I'm mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. I wasn't big into Mother Love Bone. I, I've yeah. heard them, but like I can I can tell. I can feel, I can see what they're saying about it being kind of like a bridge between hair metal and right. what this was you could and see how he where, was super yeah, talented, yeah. but just like it didn't connect with me. Right. Whereas him definitely does. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So super unknown, I would say definitely. Cause Hell songs yeah. like fell on black day, like to have fell on black days. The day I tried to live, I think. Day I tried, yes. Mm-hmm. Those uh, like fell on black days. Number one to me, uh, day I tried to live. Uh, definitely number two. Like Black Hole Sun to me isn't even like a top. I love Black six, Hole. That's seven my song. That's that when I tune to drop D. That's how I check oh. to see if I'm in tune mm. with that song. I was actually surprised how easy it is to play "Fell in Black Days." Yeah, it's really that's really pretty simple. Um, yeah. So there and there's just a, a long list of ones, uh, and it, like especially when you like listen to him, like the lyrics to it, like that fucking how much he was like. I don't. I don't want to put him in this at the threshold, but he was like Springsteen. Where he just wrote. Mm. And wrote and mm-hmm. wrote and wrote mm-hmm. and then just I, he probably threw away like a you know several dozen songs. It's, it's crazy to think too, like you know now we'll, it, there's like no chance we'll ever. Oh yeah, any, you know. Ugh. But yeah. like, I fucking hated that. He wrote, oh, like, "Hey, we got to protect Eddie." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's like, "Yeah, like." <laughs> but that's what's good Get about Pearl Eddie, Jam, please. Yeah. Is they all seem like they're in a good place. Yeah, like most of them are married, and some have children, yeah. and like, no, we're good. Yeah. So they seem like they may tour forever because they're they're all in a good, healthy. They're place. like the yeah. new Grateful Dead. They really are. Yeah. They have a following. They have people like fall around to like every concert. Yeah. yeah. The bazillion documentaries made about them. Yeah. So my number four. Maybe a little surprising. Also from that era, Everclear. So much for the afterglow. Yeah. <laughs> for an album. So, huh. like, there was very few missteps on that album, but there's a lot of songs that are like, yeah, I'm in. That dude I, has I, serious I can, daddy issues. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and it turns out, yeah, like, I've, I've heard him now, like, I listen to Adam Carolla's podcast, so, like, he, uh, the guy Alex, uh, um, Art Alex Akis. Yeah, there it is. He it turns out like oh no he was legitimately like raped mm-hmm. as a child like he is yeah, like, he is. yeah he's he's had a lot of a yeah. lot of other issues so um, yeah no he clear. also like grew up in like uh, like Compton or something some like super black neighborhood yeah and he's like the tiniest white dude <laughs> <laughs> he's had, he had a rough go of it. yeah yeah he did <laughs> yeah so yeah it's good so, um yeah no that, so Everclear so much for the afterglow um I didn't really like much anything else Everclear did other than that. Mm. But that one album, like they fucking nailed it for me. Wow, yeah, I never so. really got into Everclear. I might have to give yeah. that one another yeah, shot. A few I like I said, I wouldn't recommend any of their other albums, but that one, damn, pretty damn good. All right, all right. Um, and then lastly, Oasis. What's the story, of Morning Glory? Okay, fucking <laughs> Oasis is like greatest hits. Uh-huh. Totally, there's there's tons, but like most of them are on that one album. Yeah, and. Talk, like talk, you know, egomaniac, the fucking the Gallagher brothers are mm, fucking mm. another great story, another great you know thing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, but yeah, just like the just like the cacophony of just like guitars coming at you. Yeah, and just like yeah, every, it, like every single song is like had like uh, did like a rhythm guitar and just like it was almost like Stevie Ray Vaughan, like the level of like. You're just riff. You're just doing guitar riffs. Any <laughs> chance you can cram into this thing, but it works. Um, so yeah. So like, uh, that's yeah, another one that I, I feel like I 
you know, like I feel like an asshole for like not giving that its due. Yeah. Like in my adult life, like I should go back because you know when when but Oasis was was getting big, I was like, no, it's not hate breed. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> you know. I think they were a band. So, that I was like, I kind of like them. Like, it, they, I, I, I think a guilty pleasureish. I'm like, no, fuck it, they're good. Oh man, guilty pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's that'll, that'll be for another time. Oh yeah. But, but uh, I'd, I'd I'd have to scour my list and and then condense it down because I have a good amount of them. There is, there is <laughs> I only have one. There. Oh, you only have one. No, I'm truly. I don't really. Yeah. I think I know. There's only one song I really like that I'm that I'm embarrassed to like. I think I know what it is because I think you played it and nope. I was like. You have no idea what it is. It's not Nobody has any Fields idea of Gold. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed to like that at all. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, fair enough. Fields um, of Gold is awesome. Yeah. But Oasis has a uh, greatest hits album that's like running the clocks or it's some weird title, but like it has all the great ones from What's the Story Morning Glory and then like Acquiesce and mm. a couple other ones that are mm. like, oh, that's good shit. So, um, but that's an album where I'd say if there's, I think, 14 songs. Like seven or eight are great. The other ones are like pretty good, okay. but like the the weight of this the great songs, yeah, carry the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it brings so. the others up. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a point. Like yeah, it's it's in there. So oh, that's great. I think cool. I think I might have to give that one a shot now. You know, well, we are clear past an hour. Wow, we really? certainly are. We are. Yeah, we had a great time. We we spent a lot of time talking about Third Eye Blind. Yeah, we did. We certainly did. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a lot of other stuff. We'll we'll talk. We'll about go home in the and future. play Jumper now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the song. Yeah, Third uh, Jumper and How's It Gonna Be. That's my normie songs. song. That's the song that I play whenever. <laughs> it's like, oh, you play guitar. I'm like, uh, yeah. And they're like, oh, play me something. And I'm like, uh, you're not gonna like. It's I- like her dad or something. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, here you go. Here's Jumper. Like, I'm not at all. I would not say I'm all good at guitar. Like, I I don't feel like I could play in a band. Yeah. I feel if if I were thrown into a situation where I had to like go on stage and play a song, you know, like whatever, and like you had to do it for some some weird scenario, I could play Jumper, including the solo. There you go. I got it. I all can right. do it. Um. Yeah, that and I think how's it going to be? I think I could do too. I'm gonna, that one, it's on my part. list. I want to learn that. That's how's it going to be? Is a good two That's guitar my favorite part, third blind song. Yeah, that is a fun song to play, but it is because you're doing a lot of barring the F and A. Oh, I fucking hate two, the F chord. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> F chord. I actually really I hate the F chord myself. Everybody hates the F chord. I avoid like, songs with it. Like I, my <laughs> my hand gets so tired trying to play this, and it just doesn't sound. You right. have to bar the first fret entirely. And then, oh, that's the, oh yeah, fuck the F, yeah, fuck the F chord. That's, right. I think that's probably why I like I every the time F, I play no. guitar, I'm like, well, this is not for me. <laughs> on, on electric, <laughs> no, no problem. You, no, on an acoustic, say, you, I don't know how people do it. Like, why do you do that here? If we're if we're talking whole notes, I would say fuck the B chord because there's no way you can play the B chord cleanly without stretching because you have to bar the second fret and either do the three fingers like that. Or you can do the thing where you bar the three, but you have to bend your finger in a way where you're not barring the, the high E, and it's fucking impossible. Jesus. Yeah, it's tough. So you just have to like go, I'm going to play the sloppy. And like, so for <laughs> the longest time- I'm not going to play this note. I yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> and so, so many, sing it. It's funny how many like Nirvana songs have like an A, A, A sharp. Mm. I'm like, oh, fuck. But he only played- <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they're mostly bar chords, but if you just like, but um, God- um, Shit, I'm blanking all these songs. But yeah, there's one where like the, the main part of the song, you do play open chords until the chorus. Um, but you have to play the, the A sharp and you're like, oh, fuck, I got a bar. All right, whatever. It's not going to sound good. <laughs> and I just feel like that's shitty. I'm like, that's poor. Yeah, but like every other chord, you can, every other chord you can play like 
where it sounds good, where you're not barring stuff. But when you have to bar the chord for an open chord, yeah, it just it sounds like shit. That. It sounds like shit unless you're really clamping hard, in which case your hand cramps and you're like, I can yeah. I can play till the solo on how's it going to be, but then I got to bail. When I'm down in my family room. Well, we should hang out. <laughs> we will hang out. All right, guys. So that's uh, that's it for the the music show. We don't know what we'll call this. Maybe we'll just call it the music show. Yeah, sure, whatever. Sure. <laughs> no one's gonna listen to shit. That doesn't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tools talking about tunes. Some, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. We probably won't have a clever name for this. We'll just call it E Basement Music. Where's my money? Where do I get paid for doing this? Uh, you said you had sponsors. Uh, that's for that's for uh, the e-basement uh, regular show, which uh, we'll hopefully wow. release soon. I'm getting screwed. Oh, now the, there's the, offshoots where I don't get paid. Hey, one, one of the, uh, I'll tell you this. Um, I'll give you a little preview. One of the uh, coupon codes where that would give us credit. Um, there's a reference you'll get. It refers to Teddy. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> little Teddy, little Tedders. All right. So uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Music deaths. Uh, best remake of a song mm. shit we're getting into bringing it yeah. like trying to bring in a song that we're listening to we're pretty sure the, uh, the rest of us haven't heard before oh yeah i think it'd be fun and uh we'll talk about concerts so hopefully next time we do this i'll have come from my concert and i can i can report back guys oh yeah please do I should well, do one of these at a concert <laughs> <laughs> it's real loud <laughs> I, I think that's called bootlegging. <laughs> and get sued to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one.